Great song for this an intro. You're with Adrianosaurus and Nathan from Supercoach Guns, the Supercoach Guns and Adrianosaurus podcast. It's the second best TLT of the year, I reckon, the second week of trials, um, because you get a bit of an indicator about um, how the teams are all shaping up for our Supercoach season. We're not even here to talk about that. We're, we're doing positional analysis. We've got front row forward to talk about today and if we get any time we'll go on to second row forward i really feel like it might end up being a, a two-parter because we've got a lot to cover but um tlt i don't know if you've managed to have a look at it if there are a couple of things we, we won't harp on about every little thing that happened but tell me a couple of things that really stood out to you um in the second week of trials team lists um that yeah. we've just had dropped today you know what? You can get my live reaction to the team list. Oh, good. Go. Well, I'll I'll kick you off with one thing that did um surprise. Well, one one thing I noticed, Matt Dury. Um, he's been named to start on the edge. That kind of indicates to me that he might have the front running there because I thought Merch might get in there. Um, that's probably good signs for a cheapy, maybe you know, hop in Hopgood and in um in El May there starting in the second row. Yeah, particularly when you know. It looks like they're going to view Ryan Madison as a lock forward this year off the bench. Um, now, it's great news for Matt Jory. I think there's probably a, I'm going to say, 65, 70-minute edge forward role for him there this year. And I think at the price, it's pretty worthwhile only if he does get the starting gear, of course. Yeah. I mean, even on a cheapie, who's, if they're going to start in that second row, we know um, Maddo's got to serve his suspension. You know, you, you get a price rise or two where it's probably very good minutes to start. Another thing I wanted to remark on is Tappany named in the 13, Emre Gula named to start in the prop. Now, we're going to be talking about front row forward, and we're going to be talking about Tappany as a sensational option for teams. I really hope Ricky Stewart is not viewing um, Tappany as a 13. I know that's a problem that the Raiders have, but I don't think Tappany is a 13. He's not the greatest ball player. Trey Mooney, I don't even know if he's going to get a gig uh, in the in the 17. I think Arta Mariota Mari- is um, ahead, maybe. He, he seems to look better to me in the trial. Um, I don't think Horsburgh can do it. I don't even know if Horsburgh's going to make it into the 17. He was terrible in our first trial. So um, Tappany in the 13, that's going to probably worry some Tappany owners, I reckon. Yeah. I could honestly, I mean, obviously they've named two utilities, I've just seen here, in yeah. Schneider and Foley. So you've pretty much got one forward of Kasami Solo, Mariota, and as you say, Trey Mooney fighting out for that last bench spot. I think we're, in terms of where we're getting cheapest, we're probably hoping for Mariota yeah. or Solo, not really Trey Mooney, because it looks like we're going to have a plethora of cheapies in the second row, whereas the front row could be a wasteland. 
Yeah, I mean, definitely. And and I think the thing is we're not going to go in with two little small guys on the bench. So, uh, But I think that Tappany, do you think his output, I, I'm feeling like at 13, he's going to probably do less minutes and maybe not Ooh. as many. You know, do, or, or there's a possibility that he gets managed on minutes because they might bring on bench players in there. Is he going to go jump back up into the front row? You've got to be more worried, I think, about him starting yeah. the team than if he was in the prop. It makes Tino the clear gun front rower to own now, doesn't it? Well, you know? we'll discuss. Um, those those <laughs> are my a couple of things. I mean, I did take a little sneaky eye, but I was half expecting this already as well as Trent Loyero getting named to start in the second row forward for the Melbourne Storm. I'd heard whispers that he was really impressing in the preseason and that he was favoured um, to be the one starting. He's in those uh, 300K bracket, yeah. which is, um, I feel like uh, if we're looking into him, and we'll cover him in the second row chat, um, he's got a pretty good PPM. And if he gets the minutes, he's probably going to score pretty well. Um, you know, we know that... Um, Tarek Sims has a calf injury and is in doubt for early rounds. They say early rounds. Um, but I'm hearing that um, Loyero is 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 in good shape to yeah. start the year, and I think he's at a good price for teams to, to maybe consider anyway. Well, my, the talk that I was hearing was that there were – it looks like Tarek Sims was going to be used to bolster their middle boards because it's a bit wider on than it has been in the past years. Mm. So I, I do like that they've named Loyero and Katoa. In the full, with the full strength team. Uh, interestingly, the man that I have been hyping up on social media ever since Justin Olin broke his arm, Jack Howard, has not been named at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would love to know why, because it, it can't be because he's a bad footballer, because he would otherwise he would have been named last week at least. So yeah. he must be injured. Well, it's it's injured, or you know, he's not he's not in there in the pecking order. I don't know, but that's one thing to remark. Anything else that stuck out to you in there? Uh, oh, yeah, I better give you my uh, points of interest, okay? Okay. Yeah. Well, let's have a look, shall we? Um, so, okay, so the first game, yeah, right. Um, hmm. Ooh, Adam Elliott's not starting. No, well, he has come, he's coming back off an injury. He's definitely right. going to be there 13, so I think they're probably just easing him in off the bench. No worries and, for uh, me there at all. Okay. Um, Pong's um, six. Yeah, Pong's in the back. Six. Sweet, that's good. Um, it is. Ooh, have you noticed that they've named Jake Trebojevic a prop? Yeah, they've named Trebojevic a prop and Kepi in the thirteen. My man, Kepi. Is like, that going to be bad for his PPM if he's playing, but doing a bit of ball playing? I don't know. I mean, it, it's good for his minutes. Probably minutes. I mean, he could have been on thirty minutes for all we know before that. But if he's going to start in the lock. That's probably a bit of a promotion. Mm. Mm. No, definitely. And um, interesting note: Ben Trebojevic in their seventh, in their seventeen. But then Josh Halloway isn't. So, how much do you read into that? Um, and then Dragons, Rabbitohs. Um, Isaac Thompson has been named. Yeah, but is that just because Tane Milne can't play? Well, trials. I mean, I, yeah, I can't see him in the extended. I, th I thought he played in the last one, didn't he, Tony? I don't know, but I don't know. he's not in their 18, so that's probably good. You, you're still going to be taking a gamble with him. I noticed in that yeah. one, there's no Moali. Um, he did play last week, so maybe they're just getting the next lot in. I think um, Shaq's getting a go um, this week as well. I still ho have decent enough hopes for Moali. Um, anything else? Um, 
I actually try and rather than go through each and every game, I'll, I'll move this, keep this thing moving along. Um, what have you got here? Willie Army. I like a bit of Willie Army this year. It's that second row centre wing that's a bit enticing. You know, he if he's a very flexible cheapy. If you don't get, let's say something disastrous happens and you don't get Dory and you don't get Batamua or Mooney, if, you, if worst case scenario, you plug Brand Willie Army up there. I mean, you make 150k probably, and you move him on. Not terrible, and um, he looked like had a very good combination with Montoya last week, didn't he? Yeah, well, I mean, it is one of those ones that's sort of from the clouds a little bit. Um, I don't really yeah. rate him as a footballer, you know. It's been no, quite honest, but I mean, if he gets a run and he's got that handy jewel, that's the thing that probably appeals to most people. What's his What's his actual price? Two thirty four. It's well, the it, price it, it, and the jewel. Yeah, out of two thirty four, like even if you wanted to save, if if sixty k got you up to somebody that you want, you could just scrap Sloan, you know, and go. Yeah. Me. But I mean, it, it definitely presents something interesting to talk about. Um, look, it's an exciting day because you can see lineups. There was no real huge shocks in there for me. Um, Tawari is not getting a run there for the Dolphins. Um, you know, which I think they've got that um young bloke. He looked a really, he looked really good, by the way. Jack Bosock. Yep. Um, to go in yeah. there on the wing, um, he wouldn't he just be an absolute surprise if he got a run? Um, He'd be great too. Run. Yep. Robert Jennings, we got as well. That's not too bad either. Yeah, I'm sure you and Aiken's going to come in. Yeah, Aiken's going to come into that um back line. He he played last week, so he's obviously just they're rotating out the old squad. So, um, is that at, at the expense of Tessie New Branko Lee though? Well, uh, Jennings think, is on the wing. Yeah. Well, I think um it'll probably be. I don't know. They're going to, I mean, I think they're going to probably get rid of Brenko. They seem to like Tessie New. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, anyway. A, few, a few talking points from the old TLT, for, you know, for the second week of trials. It's interesting and I'm excited. I'm getting so pumped for the year, you know, fiddling with my team a little bit. We saw some things that have changed the outlook of how you sort of build your teams with Yui Tikamano looking absolutely 10 foot tall and bulletproof, um, things like that. So we, we're getting shape. So we're getting feels for what we like for our teams and it's exciting times. We're here to actually talk about front row forward tonight. Um, it's our uh, front rower podcast. We're going to talk about it in sort of different price points. Um, and we can have a look at the ownership of them as well. That sort of give us an idea of whether we like them, we don't like them, why we like them, why we don't. You remarked there in the start of the podcast that I was probably favoring um, Tapani over uh, Tino because Tino plays Origin. And I felt like, um, you know, if you get one of these gun front rowers in, you probably don't want to trade them out, ideally. Uh, and, you know, you're going to get more games out of Tuppany, but that's a big thing, um, you know, an interesting thing if, if they're going to play him at the 13. Um, let's talk about Joe Tuppany for a start. Um, he's 699500 um, which is a, a lot to spend in the front row. Well, firstly, before we get into Joe Tuppany, are you pro um, going a gun front rower? Um, only if his name is Ruben Cotter. Am I pro going a gun front rower? He's the only <laughs> one I could pick in that top. 10 front rows, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, we're going to discuss him. I think he's part of a big th uh, three that I'm interested in. Tappany is one of them. But, yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of teams that are going at least one gun in the front row forward. Um, we'll probably give our definitive answer of which one we like as a number one. Joe Tappany, he's 699,000. Um, he, 500. His ownership, uh, let's go and have a look here. Um, I've got my... Uh, sheet of paper here, but I think it's all uh, different since I last looked at it. Let's have a look at Tappany's ownership. 
Oh, where are we? 21%. 21%. So he was 20.5 when I did it. So he's gone up ever so slightly. Maybe the news of him at 30 might change that. I'm projecting him um, this year to actually average uh, 70.4. Um, now that's high for Tappany. I'm just looking at his PPM uh, over the last couple of years. It's been 1.3 plus. So I've just taken a little shaving off that at 1.28 and say 55 minutes, which is probably the key to Tuppany getting that 70-point average. If it's 50, he'll be high 60s, won't he? Um, If he gets the 55, and that's always been the thing about Tuppany, isn't it? The minutes, and I worry about the minutes if he's going to be starting in lock. Um, But, look, I've projected him at at a 1.28 for 55 minutes to get to that 70.4. He's got a buy in round 8, round 16, round 20, so I don't think that's going to hurt you in um, head-to-head finals or anything. Um, you know, I, I think he's probably a good option for teams. I don't know if I'm going to panic about him being in the uh, in the 13. Um, I think he's one of the good options. Yeah, I mean, um, Tuppany, if he's at 13, he's he's a bit of a low minutes low minutes guy at 13. His mm. PBM has fluctuated a bit, so he had three games in 2021 at lock. He had scores of 142 and 50. Now, in the 100, he had, a, I think, two tries or something like that. Let me just confirm that. Um, oh, he didn't have a try. He had a try assist, three offloads, and two line break assists. He was just a beast in that 142 mm-hmm. minutes. Um, but no, he's. I don't think he should be. Yeah, I don't I, think he should be played off him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would rather. I've always had the opinion that I'd rather watch and wait. But and I don't think that's changed with this news. Yeah, see, so, last year it was such a, a a thing to do because he was a midi and you were like taking a punt on him. I think we know that he's going to be good this year. But I'm tipping him to get 70 as an average, so I'm saying he is one of the ones I would consider definitely um, if, if I was going to go with a, a, a gun in the front row position to start the year. The next one on the list is Tino Fasu Malawi, the captain of the uh, Titans there. He is um, seven hundred and four thousand five hundred, so he's slightly more expensive than uh, Tuppany. So I kind of feel like it's those two versus each other. If you if that's your persuasion, you're going choosing between those two, or you go for a, a pretty decent saving and you go Cotter. Um, the ownership for him is a bit lower. He is sitting at ten point six, which yeah. is. A bit potish, you know, he's he's in pod territory, isn't he? He's got the Haiti Jewel. Um, he's average last year was 67 points, which was slightly better than Tuppany. Who we thought had an absolute ripping year. He was pretty good last year, Tino. Um, I'm tipping him this year uh, for a projection at 69 and a half. Um, so just a tick under 70. It's all about minutes for him as well. And that's where I feel like being the captain of the team, um, he's probably going to command. He, he, they're not going to stiff him for minutes, are they? No, I think he's good for a 60-minute role, maybe even a 65-minute role, and I would reckon a 1 to 1.1 PPM. So let's say best-case scenario, it's 65 times 1.1. You're looking at around a 71.5 average. So you're paying for what you're going to get, really. Well, that's right. So I think we're both saying they're going to both be 70 and ballpark around there within a point or two, aren't we? Um, He's got a handy jewel, and I think that's going to be important this year, isn't it? Because... You know, it's, we're going to have buys every week. Um, you know, just say you've got like a Hetherington or a 
I don't know, a Ben Murdoch. You got someone down in second row. If worst comes to worst, you can you've got a bit of movement there. And I think that's going to be something really valuable. We talk about draft and what value draft, you know, jewel is for draft. I think that a little bit of that's going to flow through this year with the buys every week. And I think that that's um, a benefit. Um, look, he's got a yeah. buy in round five and in round 13 and round 16. You'd hate to see him get managed through origin because he's going to be there playing all three games. And that is the advantage that Tuppany has over him. Um, give me your choice. I think I know where you're leading out of the two of those who you'd like to go. If you're going to go one of those two. Uh, Tino for sure, because I just think the opportunity for me is far greater like there is a world where he plays a stupid amount of minutes that he shouldn't be playing you know but I don't think you're going to get that with Tarpany I think he's a PPM beast I think his PPM will be 1.2 and the minutes could fluctuate anywhere from 40 to 60 plus I know with Tino he's 65 minimum and he could get he's 60 minimum I should say and he could get up to 70 he could be anywhere in his minutes and so I think rather the dual the consistency and the knowledge that I know 90% of his role this yep. year. Yep. I, I would probably pick Tino myself as well. Um, he's more of a pod. I like the handy jewel last year. I, th- I think that's, he became an elite prop once he, in, I was like, Tino is so no frills. He just runs it up, takes three runs, a, a set of six. He's got no offload in him, no fend. He started to add that to his game. He's only young, so he's starting to get better at those things. So I think yeah. this year that PPM could get better for him, whereas I think Tuppany is he had a year, like a career year. We always said Tuppany had this in him if he got the minutes. He got the minutes last year. He finished with a 66 average. Maybe he can grow that a couple this year, but I could see um, nice room to grow on that 67 for um, Tino this year. I, and I feel more confident about his minutes. So we're probably... Um, you know, we're probably going to say Tino. Now let's go to the number three on the list, who is somebody that you're um, a bit of a fan of, and that is Ruben Cotter. Ruben Cotter, I personally think, what's the go with um, Tohu and that getting jewel, and why is Ruben Cotter only front row, front row, front row forward? Um, well, I think it... He's not going to play prop every game. He's going to probably go to lock. He's been well, suited more to lock, I reckon, than um, Lolo is he, now. He gets named at prop, but he plays as a lock. And it's just hard to tell because they're all, all like running middle forwards. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it's look, hard to tell who exactly is the lock. Yeah. I think eventually he'll get front row, second row during the season. Well, he should have um, just, as do I think. just given it to him. They should have just given it to him. If Tohu's, Tohu's going to be named, um, you know, to start in lock, but he's going to be dual. And that's a nice handy thing for him. And, of all the people that get moved around between those two positions, Ruben Cotter is one of the biggest ones in the league. Him and Lolo, where yeah. they get named there or if they get played there, um, I reckon that's a big mistake. I mean, it's not as bad as Ponga not having a six when we knew that for all of since the end of last year, basically. How pathetic is that? Anyway, I won't get into a rant. Um, his ownership, oh, sorry, his price is 623400 So he's a nice saving on, I mean, uh, Tino's 700 a tick under 700 for Tuppany. So you can get Cotter for a $70,000 saving, and that is good money for your team, isn't it? Yeah, particularly when, like, I'll be brutally honest, before, when he went into his starting role, which was round five, against the Warriors. He had scores of 71, 51, 43, 75, 68, 89, 60, and 72. 
And so you've got roughly one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight games there where he averaged 66 in around, I'm going to say, high 50s, early 60s minutes. I think he's a 65-minute forward this year. Well, we can hope so. I mean, he is, he's got one of those coaches that does min, minutes manage his forwards. Um, yeah. look, let me go through my study on him. Yep. He's he's yep. still he's actually lost a little bit of ownership since I last looked at him. He's um, oh, I, I had him down at twenty three point nine. That's gone down ever so slightly to uh twenty three point four. So he's gone down a, a little bit. Uh, his average last year was 59.3. It's interesting to look at Cotto. Um, last year, between round one and 11, his average was 64.6. He got that injury where he was laid off for seven weeks with that injury. And then in his games that he played for the back end of the year, um, he averaged 51. Rounds 12 yeah. to 51. So it's 12 to 25. He averaged 51. So he was affected by the injury last year. You think if he comes into this year fully fit, he's going to probably sit around that 65 mark. He's probably going to go at a point per minute. Well, he's point per minute over the last two years has been point one one 1.05. So yeah. if he gets 60 plus minutes, he's going to score 60 plus points. Give or take a point or two, isn't he? Yeah, I just... Uh, I just think there's there's big minutes on offer for him. In fact, I've got him down here for yeah, I've got him down here for sixty minutes. I've got Tamalolo down here for sixty, and then you know, pretty light on bench, or maybe even Tamalolo just gets wound back a little bit. I think know? he might. I think he might. I, I think, think he, that... he could be a fifty minute forward this year, couldn't he? Yep. All... I I really think out of the two of them, I think. Cotter probably gets the, the bigger minutes. Is it, I think my, my key indicators for him are, is he going to be able to get through fully fit? We can see the drop off because he does go hard and he's a little smaller body. Um, yeah. He will go off to origin, I'd imagine, this year. But one thing I do like about him is there's no buys for them fifth, round 15, round 19, round 24. So your early season with their nice draw and Cotter is juicy. Yeah. No, um, I think... You're right. You're spot on there, actually. Yeah. Um, look, uh, he, he, it's him. It's um, Tapani. It's um, Tino. We've yeah. chosen Tino over Tapani, but who are you choosing out of Cotter and Tino? Cotter. Cotter. I can say that in a heartbeat. You're pretty much getting the exact same output. He's $80,000 less, and he'll probably have Jewel pretty quickly anyway. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably take Cotter too, mainly because of those late buys. I think he was affected by the injury last year, so I'm probably expecting that 65 this year, I reckon, from him. I think he's getting better as a footballer, so I think there's more to go for him. Uh, and I, I love um, the 70,000 for, for teams this year, which is really important to try to pump up. Yeah. You know, That's the difference between you know a Sloan and getting yourself up to a Param or getting a, you know, you can get yourself a, a better caliber of player with that 70K. Um, so there's there's your premiums. Let's talk about some middies. We we did mention Tohu there with his handy jewel. Tohu's going to cost you 640,500. His ownership is under 10%. His average last year was um 60.9. I've tipped him this year for average of 63. Um, do you reckon he's going to get that? I think so. I think he's more nowadays. I think he's a one PPM and I think he's probably a 60 minute forward. I think he's 60 minutes, 60 points personally nowadays. So yeah, in that vicinity. 
Um, he's got a handy jewel, uh, which uh, I think Cotter should have, but he doesn't have. He's 640K as well. He's nice and pottish at 8.2%. Uh, I know a lot of Kiwis, uh, a lot of the Kiwis out there are keen on Tohu. He's he's an absolute great of super coach of the past, really, isn't he? Like a, he's, a, he's yeah. such a reliable scorer. I think that, um, look, last year it was 60.9 and that was injury affected. So I kind of, he's more like a 70 point scorer. And I am saying the normal 70 point scoring toe, who's now going to be a 63 at scoring toe, which is like a seven point drop, but 63, he's, you know, that's a, a good score at the two, 640 for, for a handy jewel and a pod. Yeah. I just, I don't know if you're looking for, you're not going to get upside out of him and you're not going to get, probably not going to get any value out of him. I just think he's more of a, uh, maybe a great guy to own over the origin period. Yeah. If he has a couple of quiet weeks, you know, comes up against like Penrith or Melbourne or the Roosters and their full pack just dominates those teams, then he's got a bit of a quiet week. Dual position over the origin period would be lovely. Yeah. I think also they have really um, bought well this year. Neocore, um, and Barnett. And these guys are so versatile for one big minutes and they play edge and middle just as good pretty much. Yeah. So uh, maybe there, I would be fearful that maybe Tohu, that he could take a little tiny backward step on minutes because, you know, there's some good players that have been added to it. It's not, not necessarily going to happen, but if, yeah. you know, I'll tell you what, I would consider Tohu over Cotter if he was, under 600k and you get that another another yeah. little saving it's just because both of them are at um 640 i'm i'm uh comparing yeah. the two and i prefer cotter but yeah. i'm not gonna begrudge anyone who wants to jump on that nice ownership and and, and grab a tohu yeah i mean look if i put it this way right i'm sure i would convince our listeners who the better uh guy to own is you've got one guy who is 24 years old and he's on the up in his career, whereas the other one, the other guy you've got here is 31 years old and he's probably winding down in his career. And they're roughly the same price and same output last year. You know, you want to buy high, buy on the up, don't you? Yep. Well, that's they're, they're all fair points. Um, I kind of like all of them, to be honest. Um, you know, I think they've all got a lot of pros to them. Let's have a look at Tohu and his buys. He's got to buy in round 12, round 15, round 22. So um, it's not as good as I was hoping. Yeah. Well, I mean, the round 22 is what sort of bothers me, especially if you're stuck with him then and you haven't moved him on. You probably would be looking to move him on. Um, yeah. Let's talk about a bloke that is absolutely. <laughs> A pod and a half, because he's uber pod because of his ownership. Um, Tavita Totola. Now, this this is a uh, this is going to come from left field for a lot of people, but I did a bit of a study on Totola, and it's made me have a little bit of a look at him compared to some of the others because he is a decent saving at five hundred thirty five thousand three hundred. His ownership is well. Last time I looked at it, it was one point seven. Let's have a look at what he's in now. Um, 1.9 for Tavita Titola. Uh, he's averaging uh, 2022 is 50.9. Now, that is nothing to write home, home about, is it? It's not enough. But oh, I yeah. did a study on him start of the year, back of the end of the year like Cotter. From round 1 to 11, his average was 39.2. You know what his average was for 12 to 25? <laughs> okay. Yes, I do. 61.58. Yeah. Now, what were his minutes average? 
Well, the minutes went up. Use. That's right. The minutes went up. Yeah. So you lose Mark oh, Nichols out of the right. there. You've got um, an aging Burgess in there. I reckon Totola has actually taken more of a leadership role in the pack. Like, I, I, did you notice a switch in him last year? I was watching the bunnies going, man, Totola has really stepped up and become a much better player. He seems like a better player to me. And the figures support that, that the second half yeah. of the year. Um, Totola went well. Look, I, I noted some of the scores in his second half of the year, and this is something that Cotter doesn't have because he, he, Cotter doesn't have a big ceiling. Um, 71, 102, 99, 77 were some of the scores that Totola got in the second half of last year. Um, so, look, you know, I think if he plays more like that second part of the year, there's some value there uh, for Totola. Yeah. Now, what? It's going to be big. It's going to be big balls if you do it. It's, it's big yeah. balls. He's under two percent. We if imagine if he played like he did, uh, and the minutes were like they were around one to eleven. You would look like the dumbest player in Supercoach. But if he, you could find a little diamond in the rough if he plays like the second half of last year. Mm. Um, and he's he's got a bit of a ceiling in him for some good scores. I really like him as a left field pod. I'm never going to have the courage to do it, but he's uh, there's you could do a hell of a lot worse. He could do a hell of a lot worse. And if I was to – I'm going to have a look at him right now, okay? He went – in games he played over 50 minutes last year, which we think he's going to play 50 minutes at least this year, yeah. right? Is that agreed? Okay. 64.3 average. Mm. What's he priced at? A 51 average, right? So yeah. there is definitely undeniable value there. Yeah. Uh, the question – and they've lost people from the forward pack. They haven't gained anyone. They're relying on Davey Mawali, who has never really played 30 minutes a game in, in the NRL before to step up and do that. They're relying on Sele to stay fit. And that neither of those things, there's very unknowns. Havili's gone for half the year as well. So yeah, there's some minutes like, in that pack. There's, there's some minutes. There's some great minutes. There's opportunity. A big watch and wait. He could be a megapod. Yeah. Or we could we could just be, you know, delusional. Who yeah, knows? we could be. But there's, uh, there's look, something there. There's I agree. Something, I agree. Yeah, I agree. You agree with me. Um, he's got buys in round sixteen, round twenty, round twenty six is finals in your super coach. So you're gonna Probably have to not move gonna him, him then, are you? No, you're gonna move him on. Um, Luke Thompson. Um, he was named at lock this. We, we've we've heard the TPJ is a prop now. So Luke Thompson at lock five hundred and twelve thousand four hundred. He's dual as well, isn't he? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like it too. I really um, like that. 512,000. His ownership, um, oh, I'll keep doing my old look at it because I've got the the notes here in front of me. But look, last time I looked at him, it was 3.8. We'll see if it's changed. <laughs> Luke Thompson, where are you, mate? He's at 3.5. So he's gone down. I mean, he's he's got a jewel. He's 512,000. He's 120,000 cheaper than Cotter. His average in um, 2022 was shit. It was 48.7. We've got him projected this year for a 58. Um, you know, I think he he's there's a bit of value there. I mean, if you can get a 60-plus average out of a bloke for 500 and he's dual, yummy, yeah. I think that's, that's there's some value there. Yeah, no, there is. And I mean, like- if you've got Dan Safidi and you've got a, an extra 30,000 lying around, I'd probably take this bloke personally. I think so. I take Gilbert over them both because we actually know how there's no there's not as much competition for minutes there. Yeah. But if you're if you're like if we don't get any cheapies at front row and all we get is Utoi Kamanu, then Utoi Kamanu is going to have to be a bench front row, right? So yeah, there is an opportunity to have uh, Cotter and Luke Thompson potentially, or 
Luke Thompson and Tom Gilbert, depending yeah. on. Uh, look, I think he's, he's going to be low ownership. We we are expecting that um, the dogs are on the improve. Uh, but he, last year, he the, the reason why we got some value this year because he was all over the place. He had some injuries. He had yeah. some personal stuff where he had to go back to the UK. Um, and he got inconsistent minutes last year. But we've, we remember a couple of years back, he was a gun, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was. And I'm just looking at his games at lock here, right? He played two games at lock in 2021, in 2020, where he didn't each join halfway through. So, you know, we ignore that 2020 season. At 2021, he played round six and round 19 at lock. Now, round six, he scored 65 and 56 minutes against the Cowboys. And round 19, he played 62 minutes against the Sharks for 116 points. Yep. He's a 60-minute lock forward. Who's a tri-scoring forward, and I think he's a peak. He's you know, his minutes equals points. Yep. Sort of well, that's right. Team. Look, I will say. I mean, look, we know TPJ is going to be in the front row this year, but he's got Max King. He's got Sutton, who's come up from the Raiders there as well. You got Waddell, Topine. There's a few yep. uh, people who can sort of spell him in the thirteen. But uh, some people who might want to go. Well, I can't quite get up to a Cotter. I reckon you could do a hell of a lot worse than Totola. Well, Totola's, you know, affordable, and so is Luke Thompson. I probably prefer Luke Thompson because I know he yeah. was a gun in the past. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk to some of these middies. Um, Dan Safidi, uh, he is 484,000. He, he was all the talk sort of, you know, we've lost um, Clemmer, he's gone. So we think that Dan Safidi, the, both the Safidi boys are going to step up this year. They're going to get well, a big hit. Uh, I they saw them in the trial and yeah. the middle just got absolutely dominated and I really yeah. didn't think um, much of what I saw. Uh, no. But, you know, 484 is hard to ignore um, for Dan Safidi. He's at 7.2% ownership. Now, when I had my notes last time, he was at 9%. So a couple of people at percent have jumped off. I'm probably one of them. Um, the average in t- 2022 was 46. I've got him projected this year um, at his career PPM uh, for 58.02. Um, that's in 55 minutes. Yeah. Do you reckon that he's going to get 55 minutes this year? He Look, he's got to lift his PPM, doesn't he? He was, he's 0.8. Got, he was 0.8 last year. He's got minutes, right? He's, he's got as many minutes as he, could, he wants because he's got that pedigree in the past. Yeah, last year was a rough year for him and Knight, so you know we can excuse that from his career standpoint. But this start that game that he played last week was far from convincing. I, you know, if if he was a rookie and he played that game, he wouldn't be anywhere near our super coach calculations. It's only yeah. because of his past pedigree yeah. that he is still, you know. Clinging on to relevance. I want to yep. see how he does against Regan Campbell Gillard, Junior Paul, and Jermaine Hopgood. If he can stand up against probably one of the best middle forward backs in the comp, then I'll be a bit more convinced. Yeah. Well, look, they're getting, uh, you know, most of their good good players back this week. So it'll be interesting to have a look. I, like last year, the minutes were 52. So I figure you take Clem out of there, there's got to be five minutes. And in his career, he's always had a point per minute above one. But last year, the decline was uh, huge. It was a big noticeable yeah. thing, point eight four or something. He, if he, if he's going to be a go for people this year, that PPM needs to jump back up to one and above. Yeah, at the least, at the least one, right? Like he's got to at least if he's if he's playing fifty five minutes, he's got to be scoring at least fifty five points. 
Yeah. So are you going to endorse him or do you want to see – a lot depends on this trial. I mean, yeah. if you watch. If Utikamano comes out and has a bludger this week, people will jump off him. Maybe not because he's cheap as chips and people are probably still happy to have yeah. him as third. Um, but you watch. If, if Dan Safini comes out and scores a try and has a great game, you watch those numbers pump back up again. I'm sure that he will. I'm sure I'll probably be like I kind of – I'm kind of convinced on if I see him do his thing. But yeah, he's got I was, to do his thing. Yeah, I was concerned with how what I saw from them in their pack uh, in that game. But look, let, let we got another look at him about before season yeah. proper. Um, Royce Hunt, he's been named to start at prop. Uh, we kind of flagged that that was a possibility for him. This bloke, uh, we we know he had the highest PPM in the game, four hundred seventeen thousand. He he cost, he cost 417,000. He's a like, freaking PPM monster. You give him forty points, you give him forty minutes. He could, he could push, you know, fifty-five. Yeah, that's points. right. Well, that's forty right. minutes, fifty-five points is not out of his uh, range of scores. So we're talking about taking a punt on Totola, and I would prefer to take an even bigger saving and take a punt on Royce Hunt. If he's named to start um, at prop because of that point per minute, he's one of those players, the rarities that doesn't need huge minutes to be. Jagging the points. If he yeah. gets 40, he's going to score you 50. Uh, and you're getting it at a huge saving. So um, let's talk about it. He's 417,400, which is cheapest chips. It's like, you know, it's a couple of dollars more than you tick It's It's like absolutely sensational. Um, his ownership is very low as well. Maybe uh, the news of him getting the start. No, he's still at 1% ownership. The average last year was 39.7. We do know that he hasn't uh, had the points. And mm. I've got him projected if uh, if he's yeah, – I've got him projected at 49.5, but let's say 50 uh, if he gets the minutes, if he gets 40 yeah. minutes. And if he's going to start at prop, starting prop gets 40 minutes. Yeah, and, like, you know, he, he's a great start for you, Ado. It, when he played over 35 minutes last year, only happened four occasions. He had scores of – 29 against the Warriors. I think that was a it, I, yeah, that was a rough game for him in particular, but that 29, I'm pretty sure, against the Warriors. Yeah, he, he, he didn't have much opportunity. But, but my point is, you have a 29, a 45, a 55, and a 97. The, those last three scores, they were all as – they were starting front rows, right? I'm, I'm including this 35-minute because you never know. They might decide we want to play Karen McInnes 60 minutes off the bench, which probably means that he only gets 35 minutes. Even then, he had a 1.4 PBM. Yeah. yeah. You do. I mean, he played 29 minutes. Times. He played 29 minutes last year, so he's got to get more than that this year, starting at prop. If he starts at prop, it's got to be more than 29, surely. Yeah. You can do some kind of quick maths from yourself in the head. What, what do you reckon 40 times a. Forty minutes times of one point four ppm is off the top of your head. Ballpark. Oh, I don't. Mind. I mean, I just had too many beers, mate. It's oh, okay. Never mind. Then. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm normally good at that sort of stuff, but he's going to six points. Yeah. If he just plays forty minutes, he's fifty-five points already. Yeah. That, that, All right. That, well, that, that, yeah. Let Let's talk about it. You know, let's Let's play devil's advocate. There's Dale Fanukin. There's Cameron McDennis. There's Toby Rudolph. Uh, Hamlin Ueli, Kafusi, Graham's now being used as a middle. There's a possibility yeah. that there won't be heaps of minutes. He, but as we say, he does not need heaps of minutes. It's not like he doesn't go less. Guy. Well, I mean, you want him to get 35. 
perfect, I've, in a perfect world. I've got Hunt, Royce Hunt, playing 40. I've got um, Finucane playing 40. He's what is how old is Finucane? He's like 30 or 31. He's he's not a spring chicken in an NRL sense anymore, is he? Yep. Uh, look, I like him. I think if he goes into round one and he's named to start in prop, he could be just that little gamble, I reckon, that um, you take as your second yeah. front rower, you know, because you know that he's going to get his ass moving when he's out there at that great PPM. Every minute over 25, 26, 27, 28, when you see his minutes going, you're just going to be so excited. You're going to be yeah. like, oh, mate, he's getting up towards 40. And I'm, you, 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 you're cashing in. Uh He's one that I'm going to obviously put in Amber because we do need to see him name. I think if he's coming off the bench, I wouldn't touch him. I know that we don't, put, you shouldn't put a lot of stake in that because some players will get just as many minutes off the bench as they will starting. But him getting the start kind of says that they're saying you're, you're, you've jumped above Hamlin Ueli and, um, you know, Toby maybe in the, in yeah. the backing order as a, as our starter. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, all right, let's move on. I had Corey Horsbury in there. He's got a handy Julie's 505k, but he's on the bench. Uh, seems like they're going to go with Tappany. Uh, you know, and I don't oh, look, let's just look at it. Uh, 505,000. He's averaging uh, 2022 was 48. I said that if he got 45 minutes, if he was starting at lock and he got 45 minutes or 45 off the bench, his PPM uh, is 1.3. So he's got a pretty handy PPM as well. I said he'd score you know, 54 points. But, I mean, it's not good signs that he's not been named there this week. I heard that he was in there, in the hunt, and, and so was Gula. And I think Ricky's just gone to throw in a, a little bit of a spanner, uh, putting uh, Tapani there. So it makes me worried about everyone's minutes. Um, I'm not keen on Horsburgh because I think he's just unpredictable. He's He is a wild card, isn't he? He could put out absolutely anything. He could look like one of the better, better front rowers in the game but he could look like an absolute reserve grader at times as well. If he can just find some consistency, that that would do him a world of good. Yep, I uh, think but, you've hit the yeah. nail on the head. He's just, uh, you know, he's not he's not consistent. Look, the career PPM's one point, uh, you know, that 1.3 is nice and handy, but the yeah. minutes can be in the 30s, um, you know, and then we'll look if he went at that PPM. But I kind of see, you know, he could do an injury, he could go at a lower PPM. You know, he's just a hard one to peg for me. Uh, let's talk about Payne Hess. He's uh, an expensive price, 662000 Um, We know the class that he has in the game in the years past. Um, talk to me about Payne Hess and why he's not one that we're talking like in the Cotter, um, Tino and um, Tapani sort of zones. He, his ownership is healthy. Um, but are you pro Payne Hass to start the year at six hundred and sixty-two thousand? You cost forty thousand more than Cotter. He's eighteen point one percent owned, so he's gone up 0.1 of a percent since I last looked at him. His two thousand twenty-two average was sixty-three. Uh you know, yeah. the Whisperer got him projected for this year at sixty-eight. Do you reckon he's going to get that? I think you'd be hard pressed to see him not get sixty-eight. <laughs> 60, mid-60s. Yeah. I mean, like you look at the stuff, the rounds one to five for him last year, at 76.4 average in around 70 minutes. 
you just don't know his minutes. Pat Carrigan probably should be playing 70 minutes, not Payne Haas. Yeah, well, I'm, that's, that's my big worry for Payne Haas. I think they've worked him extremely hard in his yeah. early part of his career. And the emergence of Pat Carrigan as a leader and, and now a few years back off his injury, I think yeah. he could grow into some bigger minutes this year. Uh, and I think that Haas could, you know, maybe – look, he's um his average is dropping every year too on Haas. Yeah. I, I just – Oh, he's not. No, he's he's, not a, be a, he's bad, a boring pick. He's a boring be a, pick. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, if you're saying he's going to uh, average mid sixties, we're saying Cotter's an outstanding gun of a player, and he's going to average mid sixties. I know, but he's it. Cotter's new. Painhouse has been there for for quite a while now. Cotter's the new toy, and <laughs> we want the new toy. Well, let's look at it. Um, let's go back to 2019. Average of 78. 2020, oh. 75. 2021, uh, 68. And in 2022, 63. So he has been going down steadily by a few points each year. Uh, yeah. Is there a world where he could go down to low 60? Could there be less if he got less minutes? I don't think so. I am slightly worried about his injuries. He seems to be picking them up at a fairly regular Basically. rate. Yeah, got a lot going on in his personal life. And I, the biggest one and probably the realest worry that I have for him is that maybe Carrigan picks up a bit of minutes. You've got Tapao, an experienced guy, going there as well. Maybe they don't lean on pain as much this year with everything yeah. that has, you know, that he's got on his plate, injuries and personals, and how much they've used him in his career. Maybe he gets slightly less. I'll, I'll play devil's advocate here. What if the fact, what if the signing of Tapao and the leadership of Carrigan unlocks Payne Haas because he's not leading the forward pack. Maybe. I'll tell you the truth. I reckon that he is – there's there's only way is up for him this year. He has steadily been going down, but we know how elite he was, 70s. Uh, I reckon he, he – you know, he, he will go up this year. I, I've projected that as a 63 up to a 68. So um, – well, what's to say that we don't put him up there with those other ones? You know, his ownership is 18, which is higher than some of those other favoured ones that we've got in there. I think um, what is it that's making us put him down as not as alluring to us? Those worries? Yeah, it's just the fact that there's been nothing good spoken about Payne Haas this offseason as well. I don't think that helps if Payne Haas was a talker of the off-season, I think his ownership would be double what it is now, and it's 18%. And yeah. I think a lot of these 18% are first-time super coaches. Yeah. I reckon if you went Payne Haas, you probably wouldn't be too worried about it. No. You I don't just, think it would be either. Just go but someone else if be, you want. You know. You'd also be thinking, oh, I couldn't call that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to endorse him because I reckon at 63, that's unders on what he's capable of, what he's done. You see, that's the thing. He's got the pedigree, hasn't he? So the yeah. only thing that can really go wrong is if he gets injured or his minutes have a huge drop, which I don't see happening too much. Um, Christian Welsh coming back off a pretty bad injury in the Achilles. He's 464,000, um, you know, got 25 minutes or whatever in the first trial for 20-something points. Looked pretty good to me. Missed a couple of tackles, but he's not played for a while. Um you know, yeah. I don't mind a bit of Christian Welsh. I did the study on him. He's we have to go back to 2021 for his average, um, which was 59. I've projected him this year for 59.5. His PPM is pretty healthy, not as good yeah. as like your um, Royce Hunt's 1.19. And I think you'll get 50 minutes. Do you reckon any more? I've got him 
hit put here for fifty five. Yeah, well, fifty five at a point uh, at, he, at his PPM is that's a that, sixty five. Yeah, sixty five point five average. Yeah. Now I think the PPM probably drops off because he's just come back from the Achilles. I think it drops back to a one point one. Also playing bigger minutes too, right? So I, I'm putting more as a fifty five uh, minutes at a one point one PPM, and that's a that's sixty point five. I think yeah. that's what. Like what you said, 59 points, it's pretty good for me. Yep. Yep. And, and he's four, priced four. at what? What's he priced at? Way yeah, lower. I don't know. Way yeah, lower, lower than four, that. Yeah, yeah, 464 he's at. So he's he's unders. Um, now, in the pros, I think that there is going to be a minute uptick. And, yeah, even if he's PPM um, takes a small hit, they've lost big minutes out of that pack. He is um, a great player. He's averaged well in the past. The big worry about him is how is he going to come back off the Achilles? It is he he, he did that in round one, so he's had a whole year off. Yeah. Um, he looked pretty good to me in the trial. He didn't look too yeah. good by it. Uh, I reckon he's worth a punt in the in the four mm. hundreds. You know, I don't, I don't mind him. Yeah. I think he'll average sixties, early sixties. I've, I've currently got him in there. I'm just I just think that you know he's probably going to score. Maybe next year down from your Tino's and Tarpany and Cotter and Haas, right? I think yeah. he's in that tier alongside like Joe Op and Gowie, Tohu Harris, and those yeah. some of these blokes. Well, he's and he's doing it for three hundred k cheaper, so I, I yeah. like him. He's in my team as well. But don't don't uh, you know? Don't think you're not going to go in a little nervous about how what the performance is going to be yeah. like coming back from a big injury like that. Uh, let's get into some of the cheapies. Um, Jack Hetherington. Uh, 266,000. His ownership is high. He's 19%. Uh, the average in 2022 was 30. We're projecting him for 40 this year. Yeah. Um, mm. do you like Jack Hetherington's pick? He's got the handy jewel, but I am, I mean, that's high ownership. That's that's not even a yeah. point. He's also had no preseason. Well, that's right. Yeah, I've just he's not even in their team for this week, is he? Because he's still. Getting fit. I don't know. He's not. He's not one hundred percent yet. I don't think. I would have liked. That's the thing about him. I would have liked to have seen a bit of a hit out from him. Yeah. But I mean, I look, just people. Don't think you can pick him. Well, people are looking for fillers in there, you know. So, um, yeah. Could when when he what do you think is his best case scenario when he comes into the team? How many minutes yes. do you he's going to get? I think they'll ease him into it. Adam O'Brien's got no reason just to throw him in here and say, "Yeah, congratulations." Uh, you're our starting edge forward, first game back. He's got to earn that spot, right? Yeah. I mean, I so reckon I he, think so he's 200, 266,000, he'll average 40. I mean, Ben Murdoch, Masilla's probably 234, has a duel as well. They're starting him in the second row and probably averages 40 as well. He could have, yeah, at least with Murdoch Masilla, he could come out, you know, and jag a couple of attacking stats and find his way up to 55 in the early rounds before Jack Bird comes back. Yeah. Oh, look, I don't, you know? love, I don't love Jack Hetherington. I've, I've tried to find a way to not have him in my team. You know, yeah. but some people are going to have to um, take a punt uh, somewhere. Uh, and look, you know, two hundred sixty-six. It's a little bit more awkward than the two thirties guys. Sean Kepi, he's been named to start at lock for the old uh, Manly Seagulls. Two hundred seventy-four thousand eight hundred seven point four percent ownership. His average was twenty-six in two thousand. I projected him actually at um. 39.82, not even 40 points. Um, but I've said that's 45 minutes, um, which I think do you reckon it's going to be more than 45? 45, 45 minutes? Yeah. I think he's good for 45 minutes comfortably, yeah. 
Yeah, well, 45 minutes by from him, he's one of the rare front rowers that doesn't even get a PPM above one. So his PPM is looking more like a 0.885. And that means that he's going to yeah. average, you know, under, under 40. Yes, I think so. But also, so would you prefer Kepi or, you know, if, if Hetherington's averaging 40 with his 40 minutes, just because he's got a better PPM, uh, or do you think that Kepi might raise the PPM and if he gets 45 minutes, does it at a one point something, 1.1, he could, there could be value. Part of me thinks that he's going to have to lift his PPM now that he's going to be consistently relied upon as a starter in the NRL. You know, he's been a filling a few top, few of these times yeah. he's played big bits. I think yeah. that's going to have to change. Yeah, well, my notes are he's cheap, and I'm tipping him for a slight minutes uptick to 45. And if you believe that he can get his PPM up a tad, you could get 50s out of him. And that's for 274,000. Uh, I am trying not to get Hetherington in my team, and I'm trying not to get Kepi into my team as really? well. I'm like, I'm in on Kepi. Here's oh. why. Because these four games, that he's played four games a lot, four minutes of 62 minutes, 59 minutes, 54 minutes, and 52 minutes. I think he, there is a world he plays 52. I think he's more of a 45, right? But if he played around 50 minutes, well, he averaged 48 points across those four games. Right? Is he going to actually start in – is he going to start in lock? He's, he's going to start. I don't know whether it'll be a lock or a prop. Either way, I think he's uh, – so you forty-five minute guy for a forty-five points. Person. Oh, you, so you prefer you prefer him? You prefer him to Hetherington by far. Yeah, I probably do too. But I mean, he's looking. He, neither of those guys have really set the world alight in the past, have they? So you are no. taking a punt um, if you're getting down at this price point, and both of them, I reckon, you're probably playing for forties. You know, and you know you're not going to play them ever, are you? You're gonna, they're going to come in if you've got to have your one no. of your main front rowers off. Yeah, and it, it you would probably be played them in a buy. Yep. Um, yeah. But anyway, let's move it on. Davey Mawali, he didn't quite get a run in the top 17 this week, but he's 234,000. Uh, 14% of people are owning him. The average was 22 in 2022. Um, I've got him down as projected for 42 this year. He looks like one of the better ones, in my opinion, especially with the losses of Havili and Sele to injury to start the season. I probably would have preferred to see him in the 17 this week to get another look at him. Um, but what's mm. your thoughts on Moali? Well, I think he's still play, he can still play this week, right? He'll still probably get a go. Yeah, I mean, because there's extended squads, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm just looking at this, right? They've named two utilities, Taffa Mamozellas. So I think there is a case that Moali's so secure that they've said, you know, we're not going to play. We're not going to name you. We know that you're going to be our team. Host and Shaq Mitchell need to back battle it out for the last spot, and Taff and Mademoiselles need to battle it out for the utility. So we know that you're our guy. Yeah, you know? I like him. I think he's one of the front runners. Um, you know, against a Kepi and a Hetherington because he's probably going to score the same, and he's going to do it for cheaper by forty k. Um, yeah. you want to see him named for round one? If he's on that bench in the seventeen, I think he'll average forty two. Uh, and I kind of like him better than a lot of the other options that people are going in there, like V for feeder and stuff. 
um, who I don't think is going to, or, or even Pele, I just don't think they're going to have a big enough slice of minutes um, that Moali might have access to um, because of their, their injury list and the players that they've lost. Ben Murdoch, Masilla is where we're going to finish the front row on. He's got the mm. hanging jewel. He's been named to start at lock in this second trial as well. I mean, at um, second row. Second row, yeah. Um, he's 234,800. He scored 40 in the first trial, but it had some attacking stats in it. I saw you on the old Twitter there. You know, loving his work, but he did get a couple of attacking stats in there, but not not the worst for a, a first hit out. Um, yeah. The average in 2022 was 19. It was from 25 minutes. Um, look, I'm saying that this year he's, well, I mean, I haven't been nice. I've said that he's going to get 31.32, uh, but look, I am saying it's 35 minutes. Now, tell me if it's going to be 35 minutes or more. Because he's got a PPM of 0.89. It's not a great PPM. So for him to be decent and get up where Moali sort of is, he needs to get 40 minutes. Well, I'll put this. I'll, I'll say this first. Um, I like the odds that Ben Murdoch and Silla might start in the back row long term. Because it, it can't, I'm kind of getting the vibe that they're named Mbai at 6 and Sullivan at 14 that you know, they're going to play Mbite 14 and Jack Bird at six when he comes back. And then all of a sudden you've got Ben Murdoch Masilla as an edge forward playing 60, 65 minutes for 40 to 45 points. Well, I, Sue, I, I, Sue, I can get around Sue, that. Yeah, Sue was in one. And who have they gone in the past that one? Jack Bird. Oh, yeah, Jack Bird. And, and they've got, um, he used to be the garbage man. Yeah. Um, I don't rate him. But anyway. Fui Maono. Fui So I think that they could go Fui Maono. But uh, look, they brought Ben Murdoch Masilla over. It's a bit che- – like, you know, we're, we're getting into the ugly picks, aren't we? And there's going to be a hell of a lot of punt, I guess, if you take one of them. What Masilla has is, you know, if he is named to start in – well, you're not going to know because you're going to go into round one and you'll have made your decision on Ben Murdoch Masilla. Um, yeah. You know, so – you, you you get to round two when they actually play. Maybe he comes off the bench and he only plays twenty five minutes, and it's an absolute fail. Mm. Uh, um, so you know, I don't know if if I, I was choosing downgrade target. Well, yeah, I mean, he could be, and I, I just kind of if I'm only taking up one position on my bench, I'm probably going Moali. I just feel more secure about him for forty points, you know, and. Uh, look, Murdoch Masil has got the handy jewel, but if 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 they didn't have the buy in round one, it would be much. I'd feel much more confident making a decision, and unfortunately, you can't do that. It looks like he's getting picked in second row for the first couple of trials, but we're going to have to go in sight unseen into round one, having made the decision to go with him. Yeah, no, I think I think he's a better downgrade option than he's a starting in it. Put him in your twenty-five. I think. If you want someone to put in your 25, you go dab him a while for sure. Yep. All right. Well, that's front row forward. We're going to have to do it in a two-parter because my food yeah, we've already gone for an hour. But look, um, I think it was a really good chat. I think it gives people a bit of an idea about what we like, what we don't like. You know, this year is one where I think we need to go for a bit of depth and that you're going to have to probably, you know, try to carry a half decent. You're going to have to take a punt on a midi you know, that you think is going to come good and you might have to try to really sift through these cheaper ones and find which one it looks like they've got the good enough role that if you have to rely on them to play, you can. You can't just have one there that you're like, well, I'll never play them uh, and they'll just be a really, really slow burn. Sometimes you might have to play one of these guys and in that event, 
you don't want someone who's going to go out and get single digits or 15s, do you? No, you don't. And you're really looking for like a solid 40-point scores from your bench front rows. Yep. And, you know, if, if you can get more than that, then great. That's great. But, you, you know, Minimum's at the bare 40s. minimum, you're looking for 40s. Yeah, you you want 40s because if you're playing one up there and, and you're not getting that, you're, you're going to start slipping behind. All right, Nathan, yeah. well, thanks for jumping on. I know you've had a busy and hectic day. A uh, really good chat with you. We'll come back again uh, on our next one. We'll do second row forward. It's one of the real great positions this year. Sometimes it's center wing. Sometimes people do different strategies in the house, but I'm seeing a hell of a lot of variety in second row forward. Yeah. And it's going to be a terrific chat. Yeah, will be. Catch All right. Thanks, mate. As always, we'll talk again soon. See ya. Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. This will be a miracle. Oh, it is a miracle. Oh, my goodness. You won't see anything like that again this year. And maybe never.